What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple H podcast. Steve, Jake, and myself previewing NBA Christmas Day games. Going to be going over John Morant's immaculate return that we all saw last night. But before we get into all that, Happy Hour Hoops is back, and so is our presenting sponsor, Win Streaks. It's simple, guys. You pick teams to win, you accumulate points, and then you win cash prizes weekly. Win streaks, it's 100% free to play. You can make up to five picks per day, NBA, NFL, NHL, college basketball, college football while it's still going. 100 players win cash prizes prizes, Excuse me, every week up to $2,000. The contest runs every week. Monday to Sunday, again, there's no deposits, completely free, always free. Refer your friends and win an additional 50% of what they win. And the special ticket here, folks, is use our code HHH when you sign up and start winning cash prizes while you pick your favorite teams to win. And as you guys know, if you're following along, with our new sponsor, Winstreaks, and watched the show last week. Today, it's a little early Christmas gift from the guys over at Happy Hour Hoops. We're giving away a $50 game time gift card. So everyone that used our referral code from last week was entered to win this gift card. We have a wheel that we're going to throw up to start the show. Super excited for whoever is going to get their hands on this. We're going to do something, something similar to this very soon. Probably in the next week or two, we'll be giving away another $50 game time gift card. So if you're just watching for the first time, don't worry, you didn't miss out. And yeah, happy to have Winstreaks as our sponsor and happy to give away this game time gift card. Jake is a guru and cooked up a little wheel for us here. And uh, yeah, let, let the games begin, guys. We're all at the mercy of the wheel now. Yes. Let's go. We ready? We see the board. Winner of a $50 game time gift card. Get to those games. Get to those concerts coming up in 24. Whatever you want. Let's spin it. Been waiting for this all week. Oh, the wheel, oh, wheel knows all. No. Oh. <laughs> Let's go. Sam Calamary, that is my uh, my cousin who follows a lot of day one follower of Happy Hour Hoops. Let's so I go. I let them know that they are the winner of a game time gift card. So congratulations. I'm just glad I just, just missed Meerkat. <laughs> I was, I was looking at it. I was like, if we, give, if we give Meerkat a win on the first attempt, that man has a horseshoe, I swear. But not today. Maybe next time, Meerkat. <laughs> Maybe next time. I don't think you ever would have heard the end of yeah, it, really, so. Steve, in that regard, especially from all, <laughs> in all your platforms, if, if Meerkat was the win. From, from listeners, hosts in general. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you again, guys, to Winstreaks for making this possible. Um, and, yeah, we'll be, like I said, we'll be doing contests like this again very soon. We're giving, giving away another Game Time gift card within the next coming weeks here. Uh, Merry Christmas to the winner of our gift card today and go download the win streaks app and use our code HHH 
We've been playing daily since we downloaded it, texting about our NBA picks. I'm coming out of my room, talking to my roommates, trying to see where their points are at on the week. I'm trying to climb that ladder, win the cash prizes. Uh, it's really simple, guys. If you're watching sports and you're already watching these games, you you might as well make picks for free. And then at the end of the week, if you do well enough stacked up against the competition, you can win free money. It's uh, it's a no-brainer if you ask me. So download the Win Streaks app and, and have some fun on that today. Guys... Last night, though, we oh, saw the return of Jama Rand. We knew it would be, you know, polarizing in one way or another, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw some people out there when I said predict the stat line. Um, there is, you know, a, a little bit of both, right? People thought maybe he was going to suck because the Grizzlies have been bad and yeah. he's got rust and all this. No, no, no for Mr. Morant. 34 points, six rebounds, eight assists, and a game winner for Ja and the Grizzlies. I mean, first impressions from you guys. I I anticipated a good return from Ja. I did not anticipate this. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the tale of two halves, right? I think he had seven points in in the first half, and then he had 13 points in the third quarter where he really exploded. I mean, the first half, you know, it was kind of like getting the rust off for Ja, going through the motions a little bit. We saw at one point, I think New Orleans was up over 20. I think it was 24 points. Mm -hmm. They got the lead to at one point in the second quarter, and it was just kind of like Ja, his his shot looked a little rusty. He, He, I think, I don't think he had a three the whole night, but he wasn't making any type of jump shots. And it was just like, all right, like we kind of expected this. I wanted to see him play a little more aggressive. You know, I was the first half. It almost felt like he was a little passive. I think only a couple of shot attempts in the first quarter. And I wanted Ja to come in and be like, I'm taking 40 shots. Right. And if the Grizzlies are going to lose, it's going to be because of me. It's not, I'm not going to let, you know, anything else happen. And then I don't know what, what clicked, but at halftime, second half, I mean, this was as vintage jaws you're going to get. Right. I mean, he was an acrobat in the fourth quarter, the way he drove and just some of the shots he was making. I mean, we say it all the time, but you really don't realize it until you really watch him is just the type of like layups he can make where he's going one direction or he's just getting, you know, he's, he's not the biggest guy in the world. Right. He's making some shots where you don't know how the ball's finding its way into the net. But it yeah. was just it just looked like Ja, like classic Ja Moran again. And I love to see it because. I'll tell you what, guys, like I know they're off to a slow start, but this Memphis Grizzlies team, they they got their dog back. And you could tell with the players, too, how they were reacting. Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, these guys, they got the leader of the team back. And if Jaws hyper-focused on basketball, then we could see a very quick turnaround for this Memphis Grizzlies team because, you know, it says a lot that they won in Jaws' debut. The buzzer beater was fantastic. The stat line was incredible. But I think what says the most, guys, is the fact that the Grizzlies were down 24 in the second quarter. It looked like the Pelicans were going to run away. The Grizzlies mm-hmm. were on the road, and Ja and ja just kind of wheeled them back, and everyone played up, and it felt like this team didn't give up. Because if you go this Grizzlies team without Ja Morant, and they're down 24 to New Orleans at one point in the second quarter, this game's over midway through the third. Um, they're, they're waving the white flag. This game's over midway through the third, and Ja didn't allow it, kind of willed his team back. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm excited because I think the Memphis Grizzlies with John Morant, not only good for basketball, but they're a damn fun team to watch. Yeah. Did you see what else was so poetic about the, the game winner from Ja? It happened well, at 9.01 p.m., and that is the Memphis area code. <laughs> of course. So just all things clicking for the Grizzlies, all things yeah, up man. for John ja, for ja Morant. Um, 
it just he's just one of those guys where like if he's not playing you you don't realize when he's gone it's like it's something something's missing you can't put your finger on it and then you watch John Morant play and you're like oh yeah this this is what's yeah. been missing from the first quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the athleticism that we're, we're used to seeing. And this is, you know, it's just if one of those stars isn't playing for a good portion of a season, you're kind of like clocking your brain like, all right, yeah, I've seen a good amount of LeBron, Steph, Giannis, Luca, Tatum. And then it's like, oh, yeah, we, we have this guy, John Morant, who's pretty incredible, too. Uh, I, I was just, you know, all the drama bullshit aside, everything uh, that happened up to the point of him getting suspended i i was able to just enjoy the play of john morant last night mm-hmm. and i'm glad glad he's back on the floor same yeah that's it's the game's a better place seeing job back last night like you said it was they were down 19 at the half john only had seven points it kind of just looked like man slow yeah. start we thought there'd be some rust pelicans have been better all year long and the grizzlies fought back it was 10 into the fourth quarter Went on a went on a nice run in the fourth quarter to get back into that game, make it close, and then I could not believe my eyes watching Ja I know. make that shot at the end. Like it was too dead. Like you said, too poetic. You couldn't write a better moment. script. Literally, you, you yeah. couldn't write a better script. <laughs> I, my jaw, jaw, I'm sitting there eating spaghetti and meatballs, and jaw drops, <laughs> noodles hanging out. Like what the hell is happening right now? That's that's how I felt. It was a it was a joy though. Like you said, just a joy to see him back out there and balling out. And now this Grizzlies team. Feels a lot different if John Moran's going to be playing like that all year. Yeah, and I mean, the best part about it is we didn't even get to see him alongside Marcus Smart last night. You know, you talked about Jaron Jackson and Desmond Bain being hyped up for him. But what, I mean, and that was John Moran's first game. I'm sure there's still some things he's shaking off, still getting Mm -hmm. used to, and still getting his legs under him. And... You know, some teams like or have liked to attack John Morant on the defensive end in the past. But if you have a guy like Marcus Smart next to him, a lot of that, a lot of the bad parts of John Morant's defense quickly just wither away when you have a a guard like Marcus Smart who can pick up the slack. Um, And then, you know, you can exert the rest of your energy on offense like you want to and, and jump out of the gym like you do best. So, yeah, I mean, they have a long way to go, right? They're third third to last in the western conference yeah. seven, seven and, 19. and 19 yeah i mean it's 12 games below 500 but yeah i'll tell you what if there's a team that can get hot and go on a win streak i think it's a jamarant grizzlies team we've seen it before i was gonna say and like I've like it's not it. like we'd be surprised if this grizzlies team just starts winning you know games game after game after game because we've seen it before not only that the big thing that stood out to me the memphis grizzlies this year donnie one in 11 at home one in 11 at home. You bring back an emotional leader like Ja Morant, and if he's hyper focused on basketball, that one in 11 could turn into like a 12 and 12 very quickly. Like they could yeah. just reverse the one in 11 start and go in 11 and one in their next 12 home games. Like that's the type of like, I think, you know, power that John Morant has. Like that's the impact he has on this basketball team because we say it's a talented team. There's talented guys on it. They just needed their dog back, they just needed the leader back. And I'll tell you what, if that first game is uh, a sign of things to come, then I'm going to have to lock in some Memphis Grizzlies games. I'm going to have to get focused on Memphis Grizzlies basketball again because that was a fun, fun watch. I was going to say, man, like 1-11 at home, it's it's safe to say that that, that arena is going to be a lot more full when John Morant's back oh, for yeah. his first home game. So, oh, yeah. Th- this could just be a fans thing, man. Like, maybe people just weren't showing up without Ja and, you know, that they don't have their, their sixth man behind them in the fans. Um, 
but yeah, I, I expect that that record to look a lot different in just a couple of weeks here. And I mean, plenty of time, right? We're only 25 games yeah. in, 26 now. Jazz played, uh, Jazz just played in the 26th for the Grizzlies. The West is so, wide open, too. Yeah. They can make a jump. I was going to say, they're only a few games behind the Warriors. And not that that's the, you know, scale you want to be compared to at this point <laughs> of the season, right. but. We know who the Warriors are. It doesn't really yeah. reflect the record. And, you know, that could very well be the same thing with uh, John Morant-led Grizzlies. I'll ask I'm, you this, just about the Western Conference as a whole. Do we think that the Timberwolves being the first place 20-5 and five team is reflective of the Timberwolves being a wagon or the fact that they're beating up on a West that hasn't figured itself out yet and it's going to kind of uh, meet up in the middle? Because I feel like that's why the Grizzlies have a chance. Yeah, yeah like, they don't, like they don't, they don't said. Feel, Go ahead. I, I, I think the Timberwolves like have really pleasantly surprised me this year. I, I'll be honest. I like we were all best down de- on one of the best so defenses ever. I can't. Right now. Yeah, I can't yeah. discredit anything that the Timberwolves are doing. But I also think you're right too. I think a lot of these teams are underachieving a bit. Even even the the Nuggets, the defending champs. Like, did we really think they'd be eighteen and ten at this point in the season? Like that. Like the Nuggets feel like they they've been going up and down. Like the Suns, we haven't seen their big three really ever play together. I don't know if we ever you will. have them. Yeah, exactly. The Warriors. <laughs> Who knows? It all depended on how much Steph Curry wants to carry that team. The Lakers are still, you know, besides the playing, have been a very below average team. But like I said, with the Lakers, it's it's LeBron. Like the playing, they wanted to win that. They won those games. So the Lakers want to win when it matters. The Clippers went from one of the worst teams to red hot now. And so we'll see the you know trajectory of these Western Conference teams. I think there's a ton of talent. Uh, Mike, I think there's a ton of talent. So I don't think it's going to be easy by any means of the Grizzlies to really get themselves in the mix. However, I think we could see a lot of it kind of go more towards the middle, right? Where some of the top teams fall down a little bit. Some of the bottom teams rise up. Um, and we'll see. And then, you know, I, I, I could, I'll tell you what, if the Grizzlies go on a run and they get to the point where playing or possibly like eight, seven, eight seed, no one wants to see that team early on. Nobody. No. So it's it's funny you brought up the T Wolves because I was going to I thought about bringing them up today as Ooh. well, in the sense that I was going to ask you guys before last night's loss to the Warriors for the Celtics. So it it feels a little weird asking it today after that's fresh in our brains. Mm-hmm. But I was going to ask you guys: Are the Timberwolves and the Celtics in kind of at least right now a class of their own compared to the rest of the NBA? I don't know if I necessarily believe it. But when Porzingis plays for the Celtics team and when the Timberwolves have their two bigs, it really does seem like, at least to this point, they're playing a different brand of basketball than everyone else. And at one at one point before yesterday, they're both 20 and five. Obviously, the, the Celtics dropped one. Um, Timberwolves still 20 and five going into tonight. Um, but I wanted to know because you mentioned it, the, the Nuggets are a little surprising. You know, I, I think a lot of us probably thought they would have that one seed. Yeah. Obviously, the Thunder are very impressive. Uh, Two seed, incredible for them. I don't think they're on the same level as the T Wolves right now. Maybe Milwaukee. The, I was gonna say the Bucks have started to figure it out in yeah. those games where Dame and Giannis both splash. Yeah, but it, it seems you, you're forgetting <laughs> to mention a team that we have to we have to acknowledge who's been oh. on a run. Do a Hit me with the, it. The Clippers. The, the Clippers, Clippers have won. Yeah. Yes, have won eight in a row. And James Harden is the system. Like he, he's really, oh. been, he's really. They've figured out a way to play outstanding basketball with him as the centerpiece. And 
It's because Westbrook doesn't want to be selfish and said, I'll come off the bench. That's, that's the only reason. I do give Russ. It's actually, yeah, eight in a row. They play the Mavs tonight in a little bit. Oh, yeah, um, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> and so, that's, the, that's the team I think is more scary in the West than the Timber. I think that they're the scariest team potential-wise. Like, this is like we were making really? fun of them for how it looked to start but if this is the team that they are going to be going forward they can match up with pretty much anybody oh. every night they can play they can play good defense or they had that pacers game on monday night and they just ran up and down the floor with them yeah like, they, they, they weren't this, missing they, yeah more exactly kawhi's like, been on fire bass like three four weeks if he's never like been this open this in his career like when's yeah. the last time Kawhi was able to have this kind of like space yeah. to operate it's really crazy. we're not we're not even at christmas and i've seen Kawhi smile twice this year so <laughs> that's crazy that, that's that's how you know that the clippers are are on a little bit of a run man um no yeah but that's why you mentioned the thunder like in, in that group and everything the clippers are only a game and a half back of the thunder right now in that yeah. spot and i just feel like if i'm taking those chunks of teams i can't believe it's I'm a good it, it's the clippers right now it's a good team to bring up because and a lot of it was us hating on james harden but yeah. we did bash this the clippers when they made the move, we bashed the Clippers when they lost six straight after acquiring Harden. So it's it's only fair that we we do give them their flowers when they're on an eight-game win streak. That's that's a good point, Jake. And it is crazy. I didn't realize they're only two games behind the Thunder until you said that. Yeah, two too, through yeah. two through eight, really, right now in the Western Conference it's crazy. Is, is very tight. Um, Eastern Conference a little more spread out, but also the, those those middling teams are are pretty even as well, which makes for this time of year just awesome. And we know, I mean, the three of us are probably three of the biggest fans. So let's get into those games. Let's get into those yeah. games right now, guys. What do you think about that? Little Chris, little Christmas games. We got a nice, nice little slight. Yeah, nice little, yeah. nice little slight. We're kicking off. Yeah. In the garden. Next Bucks. I feel like I feel I like love... either Christmas has to start in your Boston T D garden or Madison Square Garden in nowhere else. It just feels wrong if it's in I any was, other place. I was thinking the same thing, man. <laughs> it's when I was a little kid, it was always like throwing on the TV. It was either Madison Square Garden. And the last couple of years, the Knicks have been doing some whack shit with their courts. So I hope they don't do that this year. Um, but it's all, it was always when I was empty in the stocking, the first, the first NBA game would be coming on. Mm -hmm. So post presence going through the stockings, just rotting my teeth, throwing on some NBA basketball. Who am I kidding? It's probably going to be the same thing this year. I'm probably going to be eating candy when the NBA tips off on Christmas day. Next Bucks, Bucks favored by three in this one. Yeah. Not really a surprise. I, my biggest thought when I first looked at this matchup is I honestly feel bad for the, the Knicks and the, the injuries to their front court they've been dealing with. I saw today Jericho Sims expected to miss a couple weeks right after last week. They lost Mitchell Robinson for some extended time. Um, I think this has potential to be a fun game. The Knicks play all good teams pretty tough for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um but I, I mean, I, I also wouldn't be surprised if the to kick off NBA Christmas Day, the Bucks win by thirty here. Yeah, 
I, I could see it. I mean, the Bucks and Knicks played in the in-season tournament, and the Bucks scored 146 on them. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a Milwaukee Bucks team that's playing well at the right time. I think the Knicks have shown the difference from last year to this year is that they can score in those high-scoring games. They can't keep up to a point. But I kind of feel like I think we the spread was Bucks minus three. I don't know if it changed, but I just kind of feel like this is even even though it's in the Garden, this just feels like a Milwaukee kind of you know coast to a win. It's probably going to be close for the first two and a half quarters, and then we'll just see Milwaukee kind of go up by like fifteen in the fourth, and then the Knicks can never really you know come back into that lead. It's unfair to the Knicks because I, I think the Knicks are an all right team this year. It feels like anytime I watch the Knicks on TV, they're just playing a team that's outclassed. Um but I, I would say Milwaukee uh kind of wins this one pretty comfortably. Yeah I'm I'm with that there. I think this is this Milwaukee team is really as we talked about a little bit a couple minutes ago really starting to round into form as well yeah. like just super formidable, kind of what we expected them yeah. to see just between Giannis and Dame. And then, uh, yeah, this Knicks really unfortunate injury situation. Mitchell Robinson was having another awesome year. Um, but this is a this is a Knicks team who's in, like, a weird spot of transition, too. And, like, they're looking at the trade. They're, they're going to be brought up in every big trade for the next couple months, whether it's a Randall trade, whether it's trading for a star. Um, and they could really go any which direction. Um, and so I feel like it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of match up against these teams at the top of the East for the next month and a half, because if they feel they're a step or two steps below those teams, they might feel a lot of pressure to go after whatever star Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, any, whoever these guys that are available that are going to be uh, talked about Pascal Siakam, whoever these guys are like the Knicks are going to be in on these talks and their level of desperation will depend on how, because like, I feel like they could, they could have a close loss here. And still be like, all right, we're missing guys, but we can battle with these teams. Maybe this is the group for it. And maybe it could be, but it feels like the Knicks are in a close inflection point with their roster where they kind of have to do something to push themselves over the edge because they're just not they're not in that spot that they want to be, like with the Milwaukee's and the Boston's, and they're in danger of getting passed by by the Indiana's and the Orlando's of the world. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's uh it's a tough spot for the Knicks. You know, I, I heard them in the mix for the Levine trades too. So, I mean, it's it's tougher to make deals when you have a bunch of injuries around guys that you want to trade. Um, we'll see what they do. But, yeah, I just, you know, Jalen Brunson's amazing, man. He's going he's gonna to keep doing his thing. It's almost like we're going to get to the point with the Knicks where it's like Brunson needs help which is funny because he was he was kind of the help in Dallas and then came here and became his own superstar. Um, and now, you know, it, 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 it just always seems that way, right? It's right. It's there's never really like average teams anymore in the NBA. It's like a really good player on that average team and, and that guy needs help. Um, and it really just seems like the Knicks could be stuck there for a while with Brunson if he stays around. And, um, yeah, so we'll move right along to the second game here. Warriors v. Nuggets. Again, one that could be spectacular, but also I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets run away with this one early. Obviously, Warriors. And let's just say this, guys. Of course, right after we hopped off the podcast last week, of course. Draymond Green's, Draymond Green's <clears throat> suspension got announced. 
we, we, we had to sit there and speculate just like every other big news. We try to record. We record every Wednesday, <laughs> every Wednesday night for the most part around 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. there's a switch up if we have uh, conflicts in our schedules or whatever. But we try to be consistent. And without fail, just about once a month, we miss big news by 10 minutes. Always. Yeah. You know what? I think we, we might have to start pushing to 630 or something because I, I think. Know. I think that I think that they set up those ESPN broadcasts with the breaking news right at seven, and then we log off and we all turn on countdown, and then we're like, "Oh, sweet, Draymond Green's suspended <laughs> indefinitely." Could have used that on the pod or whatever else. So maybe that's maybe that's just a, a programming thing we got to figure out. But we got to just get in line with ESPN. But they're sneaky with it, bro. Like they knew that all day. They didn't have to announce that on countdown. They knew that suspension was there. So yeah. We just gotta strategize. We gotta we gotta regroup, get in the war room. <laughs> yeah, we, we gotta start uh crunching some film here on, <laughs> on how film. to on how to not on how to not miss it's happened on, on the thing is it's not I say that, but it's not just Wednesdays, it's happened on Thursdays. Every it's happened every on time. Thursdays, every time. It'll every time, no matter what time we record to it, it's like 20 minutes after, later. Yeah, biggest news nice. of the week breaks. <laughs> it's it's crazy but all, all that to say draymond green will be out uh for for this game you know we don't expect him back anytime soon so he's going to miss the christmas game and then just like if you're the the golden state warriors you kind of already have a size issue i mean looney yeah. has been getting you by as like a six eight center for the last couple of years who's a great player at his size but um, it's just simply won't be enough for guys like Aaron Gordon and Nikola Jokic. Um, and then, well, they, you know, who was it last night? The Warriors played Trace Jackson Davis, the, the rookie yes. from Indiana. They, they which, gave him some run because he I, impressed. I'll, he I'll did, tell you what, Steve, well. he impressed. He impressed. <clears throat> he did play well, but it was one of those things like, like the Celtics are, you know, too athletic right now. We, we got to play, you know, someone kind of like that. So we'll see what they do, but they don't, they don't have a true center in the matchup again. Jokic, Jokic really hasn't been playing his best basketball the past, you know, two, three weeks either. He Couple really weeks, hasn't been yeah. uh, scoring or playing too aggressively, but does he have to? with the team around him. That's the issue with the Nuggets, right? It's like, yeah, we're talking about Jokic's best player in the world right now, two-time MVP. And it's like, yeah, even if he struggles, they have just so many other guys who can step up. I mean, you're looking at the other night, I think it was Aaron Gordon that had like 16 and a half. Jamal Murray will just have those quarters where he explodes. Michael Porter Jr. when he gets hot. And then you have bench players. I mean, Julian Strother, a rookie out of Gonzaga was playing well and stretching for them. Christian Brown, I mean, they just have so many. Reggie Jackson has been unbelievable when they need him to step up this year for the Nuggets. So it's just there's just too many guys. I think their depth is going to overcome the Warriors' depth right now because it feels like the Warriors' depth is no longer really the depth. It's the guys who are kind of playing over yeah. who you thought were going to be the go-to guys. You got guys like Kubinga, Moody, uh, Dario Saric, uh, Pazmensky. Like these guys are playing like legitimate minutes like in time when it like the time in the game when it matters not like clay thompson andrew wiggins they're just kind of rotating in all right who's got the hot hand tonight and that could be a good thing but that can also be a th bad thing and when you're going on the road to a team that's already so tough to play on the road that the, like the denver nuggets are and you know you still kind of have questions of what's the starting lineup going to be like tonight What's uh, what's what's our depth going to look like? Who's going to play against whose minutes? What are the matchups going to look like against a team like the Nuggets when 
you are at full health, you still feel like it's a little bit of a matchup mismatch. That's not a that's not good. And Steph Curry can only do so much. And it took, like I said last night against the Celtics, Steph Curry to play out of his mind for the Warriors to come back and win that game. We'd need another Curry-like performance like that against Denver. And I don't want to just be boring and take another favorite, but I just the Nuggets at home, and I think they already had matched up well against the Warriors to begin with. So it's it's hard for me to justify taking the Warriors. I'll, I'll just take the Nuggets pretty comfortably again. Yeah. Yeah, I can't I can't argue against any of that. The this Warriors team, despite what ha- we watched last night and Curry just pulling out his usual bullshit, they just <laughs> they feel like a broken team at the moment. Maybe yeah. and like they're like you said, they're searching for answers for guys they did not want to give roles to. Whether it was because vets were demanding that they didn't get the roles or Steve Kerr really thought the guys weren't ready. This was not the plan this year. So yeah, I'm just gonna roll with the Nuggets. I think Jokic well, I don't think he cares about being on national TV for Christmas Day. Does he I think know? he'll have a casual. Yeah, does he even know it's does Christmas? Does he even know? Does he celebrate? <laughs> celebrate Christmas? We don't know. But I think he'll have a nice game again, just dominate the Warriors because they got nothing for him. Yeah, it's um before we move on from the Warriors too, I, I couldn't help but like notice this last night and looking at the box score, it's just a little more eye opening. Like Andrew Wiggins only played two more minutes than Dario Saric for the Golden Crazy. State Warriors last Jeez. night. Uh, he played 22 minutes, and I mean, that that came to six points and seven rebounds. Okay. It's I saw I saw a point of the game where Wiggins just missed a wide open layup. Um, it's it's tough, and then you know over the weekend, Steve, or maybe even at the beginning of this week, Steve Kerr had to make the call and told Wiggins he was coming off the bench. And you, we had that report a couple of weeks ago where people believe he still wasn't in uh, playing shape from that absence he took last year. And he just hasn't been doing anything to get his conditioning right. So where in the past, I think a win like this over the Celtics in overtime where Steph had five fouls in the fifth quarter or the third quarter and, and then you don't have Draymond already as is, you would think a win like this in the past with this Warriors group would get them jump-started and they go on a run here. But it just still seems like there's so many internal issues with this group. Um, obviously, the big one, Draymond. But then this Andrew Wiggins thing. I mean, two years ago in the finals, this there was, there was times in that finals run where people were talking about Andrew Wiggins for finals MVP. Yeah. Um, obviously, he didn't get it, but he was – he was the second best player on the court for that Easily. entire series. Easily. And and now he's, you know, battling with minutes uh, or battling minutes with Dario Saric. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a crazy world, this NBA. And I know partly of it is because the Warriors bench players are playing well, right? You talk about Saric, yeah. we talk about Petsmensky, you talk about Moody, you talk about Kumingo, who's really been coming into his own lately. Like, that's great. Kuminga has even gotten into the starting lineup because of his play. But the fact of the matter is this team just doesn't really have an identity, and that's mm-hmm. the problem, right? It's awesome when your bench players are playing well, but if your bench players were playing well at the same time, Clay Thompson was still scoring 20 a night and shooting 40-plus percent from three, and Wiggins was being that kind of second, third option that you needed, but they're not doing that. So if you, that's the problem. You're Steve Kerr right now. You're like, what, what do I do? I don't have a – you know, locked in starting lineup. I don't have locked in roles for really anyone on this team 
besides Steph Curry. And you can make the argument the only other person he had a locked-in role for on this team was Draymond Green. Well, Draymond Green, we don't know when he's coming back, and Steph Curry can only do so much for this team. So that's the big issue with the Warriors. I don't, I'm not going to say the Warriors are doomed or anything right now or the Warriors are bad, but it's just like you just don't have like locked in roles right now. There's really no, no identity. And we kind of predicted this in the offseason when they got Chris Paul because we're like, I just don't feel like that's the right fit. And I'm not going to blame Chris Paul or say he's been playing terrible this year. I think he's been playing better than some of the other guys on the team. But the fact of the matter is they just don't have a set. These are our, our five guys who are going to play the big minutes, going to be our starters, play the important minutes. And these are the guys that are, you know, going to – come off the bench and help us where we need. No, they're just playing the hot hand. But that doesn't work when you're a 500 team. Like it's, it just doesn't. Yeah. The identity is Steph Curry do stuff and then hopefully somebody else does stuff. And hopefully that's somebody's really... having a big night and we're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, we can play them more tonight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's really like – It just doesn't work. It's really, And that's like – this is where you, you wonder about I don't want to like, there's no hating on what Steve Kerr has done, but Steve Kerr's had a pretty easy job with having Steph Curry and the talent that they've had around him, like right. perfectly set up and it's been a free flowing offense and everything else. And this is where he needs to come in and be like game manager. Like, Oh, like he's been like, the biggest cornball since any adversity has hit this year, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's like that's the thing is like you need to come in and be the X's and O's guys. You need to be yeah. the general and like handle this shit because your team needs it. Like you can't just rely on having a, a generational talent and great role players around you, or at the time when they were winning titles, obviously other all stars and all NBA talents around it. Like right. shit was easy, and he has not, like you said, he's been a cornball and he has not really stepped up to the plate and like schemed them away to become competitive again and last night was not that case like last yeah. night one of their best wins of the season it was just Steph putting the team on his back on national tv which we've seen him do time and time again it was a classic Steph performance especially after in that fourth quarter but yeah where's like steve kerr is the guy you have to look at here and it's been a question i think we've talked about for steve kerr since the inception of this podcast, like, yeah, he does a great job of managing these personalities and everything else. But like when it comes down to it, when their push comes to shove, what's going to happen with them. And here we are. I don't know if he's long for this rebuild long for this game or not, but um, this is a defining moment for him. I feel like this season more than anything else. And I know we haven't talked about the Nuggets too much in this besides Jokic. Nuggets are still really good. They're 18 and 10. I'm not, they just worried. don't care this about this regular and season. And that's the thing. Yeah. And, and, I've watched enough Nuggets games this year too. It's like when they when they get rolling, when they're like, "All right, we're gonna go on this run." Like, there's really no team in the NBA right now that can stop them because they're just too good on both sides, yeah. both sides of the floor. And it's like, I don't, I'm not worried. And this is why I think when we did the win totals, I was on the under for the Denver Nuggets. And my main reason was like, this team, they won the championship. They know what it takes now. They, they have a superstar like Nikola Jokic, who we, we know his feelings about extra basketball, but at the same time, too, he knows what it takes. They're not going to exhaust themselves in the regular season. They aren't. But when this team is fully healthy and, and when they're going, they, they're going to kick you in the mouth. And I feel like a Christmas game is one of those spots where they're not just like, hey, home, home Christmas game, we'll play it like it's almost like a playoff game. And they'll kick the Warriors in the mouth. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a fun one on uh, Saturday. Weird afternoon West Coast game, 2.30 yeah, right. Eastern, 12.30, I think, local time in Colorado. 
So that'll be a weird one. But we got the main event, <laughs> the marquee at 5 p.m. As Dunny, I don't know if he's here and can hear us or not. His Celtics taking on the Los Angeles Lakers at the end of their four-game road swing, which they have the Kings, the Clippers, and the Lakers coming up soon. Um, the Lakers, as you said, they won the in-season tournament and are kind of just floating along again. That's basically what they've been all year. LeBron wanted that in-season tournament, the NBA Cup, and then they've been kind of an average team. And they they were sitting guys back and forth and everything. And I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter. Oh, LeBron's just ramping up for Christmas, and he will be ramped up for Christmas Day in Los Angeles against the Celtics. Don't get me wrong. Um, but what do you what do you think about this matchup, Christmas Day? Celtics Lakers. I don't know when's the last time we had Celtics Lakers on Christmas. Was it about, like it's got to be a Kobe I think Kobe game, it, right? It wasn't too long ago if I'm not mistaken. I think we had one somewhat recently. Okay. Um here, I'll look that up. Steve, what I am curious, Steve. What do, what do you, who do you got in this Christmas matchup? Uh, this is tough because you guys Stevie know Boston. Well, you, well, that's the thing. You know, you know, you know. Steve, Stevie Boston loves to come out in these big spots, but also you guys know how I feel about LeBron James and where I feel like he just likes to win in these more important ones or the spotlight type games. And it, it feels like this is going to be one of those games where it means a little more to him. But man, I don't know. It's weird because we haven't seen these teams match up. And do we, I, Dunny? Do you know if Porzingis is going to play in this game? You think you think Porzingis will play? Like, do we know? I would, I, I would assume. I would I would assume he's he's going to be there. He uh, he's missing tonight. He missed last night, but this is already an injury that he's came back and played mm-hmm. from. It seems like it's just like a, a a lingering calf injury, a calf strain. So if he gets some rest before that game or leading up to it, I, I, I anticipate he'll probably play. Yeah. Cause that, I think that's a big key for me. Cause I I'm, I'm very curious to see how he do. I think that'll help, you know, neutralize Anthony Davis to a point. And I think this is a, a big test for more so the Celtics than the Lakers. Right. Because we saw the Lakers win the play and we kind of know what the Lakers are at this point. It's kind of the same team copy and paste from last year, but this is kind of a, and I'm not saying the Celtics haven't had big wins this year. haven't looked impressive. Obviously the best record in the NBA right now, our second best record. Like this, mm-hmm. this is a great Celtics team, but I kind of want to see how the Celtics play on the road against a good opponent. And in a game where it's like, a, this, this game might mean a little more. This is a Christmas game. I've been talking about how I love the Celtics additions this offseason. We've seen when they're playing together how good this team can be. Like it, I, I said this, I've been saying this all year long. I think the Celtics are the favorite right now in my mind to, to win the championship this year. But this is a game you got to win. Like you got to mm-hmm. win these types of games. And I've been a little concerned and maybe, maybe it's just, you know, early on you're working things out but sometimes i feel like some of the players on the celtics like they don't really know who is the go-to guy at the end of games and i don't think they know no and that's the thing and that's what i'm saying (laughs) and it's maybe because you got too many right too many cooks in the kitchen you got too many guys it's like yeah why does tatum want to take over this game if Derek white's got 28 points through three quarters right or Jalen brown has hit like like eight of his 10 shots. Like, it's like, I get it. I understand it. But at some point, especially in these big games against good teams, you got to have that kind of go-to guy. 
and I'm curious to see how it'll go because I think Tatum will be that guy, but I've watched a lot of big games for the Celtics this year, and it just kind of feels like they don't really have that. And I feel like against the Lakers, you got to have that, and I think this will be a nice test to see how the Celtics play against this opponent. I think this will probably be the closest game of the first three without question. I'm going to take the Celtics to win, but I think this is going to be a game that kind of gives you that playoff feel, that playoff like atmosphere to it and I think it's ultimately going to be a test for the Celtics of what's this team going to look like in games that matter right because right now the Celtics can just coast they're better than 95% of the teams they face on paper like they've already won most of the games before a tip-off it's just a matter of no one get hurt let's just see who the hot hand is tonight and let's just kind of go through the motions but we know how LeBron is in these types of games. He plays up and he makes his teammates around him play up. Austin Reeves does. Anthony Davis does. And they're all going to play up. So I, th- I think this would be a nice test for the Celtics in, in a big game to see what, what this team truly is made of. Because, like I said, Dunny, my heart was ripped out of me. Stevie Boston's heart was ripped out of him last year because I think the Celtics really weren't truly tested before the playoffs. And it was it was tough with a lot of adversity and a lot of games. We were like, man, like how, how are the Celtics playing this poorly? I think the Celtics are in for another deep playoff run, and I think they've learned from last year. And you got two new faces, Drew Holiday and, and Kristaps Porzingis, who are two guys that, you know, they need their moments too in, in, uh, in these big spots. So I think it'll be a test. I think the Celtics will win, but I'm just curious to see. Just curious to see how they'll approach uh, approach this game. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, did, I did look it up, the – it, this is actually only the third time they've met on Christmas. It's going to oh, be wow. the third time. And the last time was in 08, Jake. So you were right. It was uh, Kobe versus uh, KG Pierce. Ray oh, so Ronda. a rematch it was. Though. Yeah. And okay. uh, the first time was uh, Jerry West, Happy Hairston, and Wilt Chamberlain combined for 85 points. So. <laughs> That's that's how long the first matchup was. So they saved they've saved the Celtics Lakers matchup. So they pulled it out of the chamber this year. They're like, listen, we don't know how long LeBron's got left, and yes. those left, we need to get this Celtics Lakers Christmas Day. Another game. another interesting note I found when I was looking that up is the Celtics are only three and three on Christmas Day since drafting Tatum. So haven't had the best luck on Christmas Day. Um, they're one and a half point favorites in this game i the thing i'm most excited about and this is a guy who is could very well find himself being an all-star the voting just started uh yesterday i believe Derek white is going to be on national television christmas day in everyone's living rooms with you and he has been (laughs) i don't want to confuse people who don't watch and just check box scores or maybe just you know tune in every every now and then I mean every word of this. Derek White has been one of the best players in the NBA this year. He's been incredible, and man. It's not in the same way that I would say so is Luka, so is Kevin Durant, so is Jokic. It's not in that same way. But you talk about plus minus, impact on the game, winning plays. I mean, <laughs> it's it's everything Marcus Smart used to give the Celtics and then some because of just the offensive ability that he has that yeah. – really kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, his shooting, he's shooting nearly 42% from three this year. He does not miss open threes. No, he does he not really miss doesn't. open threes. It's crazy. And he's averaging 
over a block, over a steal a game. He's just he makes his presence known on the defensive end. I can't wait for for Derek White to be in everyone's living rooms on uh on this Christmas afternoon. It's it it, it should be special. And then you know the Jays going up against LeBron is is always a good time. I I actually have the this this game's in Los Angeles on February first. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be watching Celtics Lakers from from the TD Garden. Cool. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that one. A rematch pretty pretty shortly after this. But yeah, I mean, not much else you can say about this. I mean, this is the tightest game we've preview previewed thus far, at least should be. And uh it's one of the most historic rivalries in sports and and definitely in the NBA. So this one should be good. Hopefully Porzingis is back. I hope so too. I, I want to see this full a health Celtics team in a game like this. Yes. I really do. No, it sh- it sh- it should be great, man. On uh, Lakers, I mean, you guys, you guys said it. They've they've been a little, they've been a little average uh, outside yeah. of the playing tournament. But we we know when big games, <laughs> yes, big games do. mean to LeBron and AD, and uh, this this would probably constitute as a big game. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Sixers Heat. This was this is the most surprising line to me. Um, it's probably just because Miami's at home, and we know Miami historically, especially with this core and uh, under Eric Spolster, have been really good at home. But the Miami Heat favored by um, one and a half in this game. Sixers are the three seed. Heat are the A seed, eight seed. But no, did we lose Donnie? Oh no. I, I thought know. it was me at first. I was on. Yeah, the, I thought, on I thought it was me too. We might have. It was a good run, though, Dunny. He, oh, oh, he's back. Oh, yeah, maybe. Dunny, you back? I can hear you guys. All right, right. I hear okay, you. I hear you. All right, Dunny. Six or seat. <laughs> yeah. All right. I said. I said some stuff. I guess it didn't go through. You I were in the middle some... of some stats, and then you just cut out. And so I would love to hear. Your Who do you guys team. like in this game? Is, is basically what I was getting to. <laughs> but can we talk about the line? Line's a little yeah. interesting, right? Oh, okay. So you guys didn't hear that. Yeah, minus one and a half for the Heat. I was kind of surprised. Uh, I think it's just home court advantage here. We we talk about the zombie Heat. They're the eight seed. You can never count them out. Sixers are the three seed. Um, yeah, I mean, I I tend to like the Sixers in this game, but interested to to see what you guys have to say. The line makes me want to take the heat uh, just because it's, it doesn't feel like it makes sense the way the Sixers have been rolling. And, right. uh, you know, if there's anyone, anyone in the NBA that can slow down and beat a little bit, it's probably out of bio, right? Yep. right? It's probably out of bio. So it makes me want to take the heat. But, man, dude, this Sixers team's been fun. <laughs> ever ever mm-hmm. since Harden left the Sixers. Maxi turning into that that number two star Embiid. I mean, I it, it's hard to say who is the front runner right now for MVP this year because so many guys are playing well. But I mean, it's hard it's hard to argue against Embiid not going back to back with the way the numbers he's putting up and the success of the Philadelphia 76ers. Embiid's been playing out of his mind, and it's not just necessarily you know what we we've known from Embiid before it's the fact that the offense is being run truly through him right 
James Harden is gone, who used to be the facilitator, the playmaker. Embiid's assist numbers are up. They're up big time. And he's he's making his teammates better around him. He's been playing really well. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sixers here, even though I feel like I'm eating the eating the cheese and the trap because mm -hmm. they just Sixers is a dog. I feel like everyone wants you to do that. Fade the heat at home. And it's really hard to always pick against the heat when they are home. But sometimes, man, I just I, I go with what my eyes see. And, and I've watched a fair amount of Sixers games this year, maybe not as much as the Heat as I have of the Sixers. And I don't know if the Heat have anybody that's that's really capable of uh, slowing down Maxi and Embiid when they get going. I, I really don't. So I'll go with the Sixers. Um, I don't, I don't love it. I'll probably switch on Christmas Day, depending on how the first <laughs> three games go for me. Right, I'm, you know, but – uh, I'll, I'll take the Sixers right now. I'm going with the Heat because I think that Christmas South Beach flu is going to be <laughs> yeah. the Philadelphia 76ers. I do think that it's it's their first matchup this year, so we haven't seen these teams play against each other yet. But the Heat have been playing some strong basketball, and then it's, mm -hmm. and um, you know they're not going to be a regular season team. Any like they're right. not a team that's going to be trying to rack up wins in the regular season or you know be fighting for seeding that's not what the heat care about at all so i'm not worried about their record i still think that they're one of the more mm -hmm. like like if you put it right now pacers or heat once it comes playoff time magic or heat come playoff time i'm picking the heat in in, the, in these scenarios because I, right. I just trust that infrastructure more right now so that yeah. being said one game scenario that line like you said it's really asking you to pick the sixers so i think it, it's bagging you yeah they played a really strong game against Minnesota the other night, too, and I feel like that that was really encouraging for me to see the Heat kind of go blow for blow with a team who's been awesome this year. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take Miami. I'll take the take the minus one and a half there. I think that, think that that South Beach flu could get a little Christmas Eve in Miami. I like it. What else you have to do? I like it. Not I, I, hey, Micah, I like it. <laughs> Shout out to uh, before we move on to the the Sixers bench squad this year because Pat Bev, Marcus Morris, Nick Patoon, Rob Covington. Pat Bev said on his own show that like those guys are, are super tight knit already, um, and love playing for one of each for mm -hmm. one another. So shout out the Sixers bench as well. Yeah, they've been awesome. This like like Steve was saying too. Like they they've been such a fun team to watch all yeah. year long. Like no one thought. They would be still one of the contending. I guess people, you know, had a chance to be a contending team, but I kind of thought we all kind of thought it was going to fall apart a little bit. And Nick Nurse, Maxi's resurgence or emergence, I should say, mm -hmm. it's been awesome to see so far. All right, you guys want to get to this last game, Luca KD? Headband I mean, Luca. Headband no. Luca. Headband Luca. <laughs> So you guys, sons, sons favored by four. Steve, you smashing that that plus sign for the match. I mean, I mean, bias, I will. Bias, I will, and non-bias, I will, because this is a disrespectful line. We, you talk about the teams in the NBA, the little rivalries. We don't talk about. Luka Doncic hates the Phoenix Suns. Yes, he does. He hates the Phoenix Suns. He loves going off against the Phoenix Suns. And you unlocked Headband Luka, and Headband Luka has been going nuts since Headband mm -hmm. Luka has came came to play. And I'll I'll tell you what, like. 
Like I said, this Phoenix Suns team struggled against the Mavs before when it was really just Luka and a bunch of guys, and now he's got some players around him. The Mavs are beating the Clippers tonight. First off, shout-out win streaks. You want to get, I think, 62 points or something? Oh. Take the Mavs. Take the Mavs. Shout-out win streaks. Take the Mavs. The fact that you're getting more points for taking the Mavs with the Clippers, first off, that's disrespectful. At home. At home. Mm-hmm. At home. But we're going to go on the road. We're going to go back on the road in Phoenix where a couple years ago, Luca just ripped the hearts out of all the Suns fans that were talking smack when he just absolutely dominated them. KD scares me a little bit. He's been playing really well. <laughs> KD's been playing really, really well. He scares me a little bit because Kevin Durant is, is cold-blooded too. And, and I love Kevin Durant. He scares me a little bit. But come on. I mean, who do you think I'm going to take in this game? Luca MVP season incoming. You know, I just talked about the Philly and Embiid go, go back-to-back. No, you're not going. Back. Luca's getting the MVP he deserves this year. Man's been playing out of his mind, averaging now 33 points, eight and a half rebounds, nine assists. And since Kyrie's been out, it's like he's playing a video game. It's like every night, Luca, what's Luca got? Oh, he's got 26, six and six at halftime. And the reason you look at some of these games, minus the Nuggets game, because it was a blowout that went the other way. But other than that, you know, a lot of these games, like Luca's not even playing late in the fourth quarter. And the Mavs are just playing so well as a team. So, yeah, you know, I'll take the maps. Minus four is disrespectful. KD scares me a little bit, but you know what? There might be a lot of people. They're probably doing some stuff with their families, or maybe some people are traveling back, or go to bed early. You know, Christmas is a long day. It's a long weekend. Not me. I'll be locked in watching this game, watching Luca do what he does best, and that's just beat beat up on the Phoenix Suns. I was going to say, I got to be up at 6 a.m. the day after yeah. Christmas. I got to be I'll, up early, too. I'll sacrifice I'll, it. I'll still be, I'll still yeah. be watching this. <laughs> yeah, I like to hear that, Tony. You I like to hear that. You can't turn off Luca and KD when they're going at it on your TV no. uh, after after a day of just eating good food, opening oh, presents, yeah. being with the family. Nothing better. I mean, you know, Luca, I – I'm with you, man. The the KD or the headband, Luca is unlocked. Kevin Durant has been oh, having on. one of his best. He's been having his best season since his MVP year. Crazy, um, and it's 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 unbelievable, man. I mean, we talked about it at the top night? of the, sh- yeah, talked about it at the top of the show. Haven't haven't had a chance to see this big three. I think just still one game we've seen them together, um, and it was like half a game. Yeah, it's like half a game. <laughs> but KD has been that one, that one strong point in all of this. He's been yeah. absolutely unbelievable. You really didn't. I mean, people were ready to say that KD was just going to start declining after um, the Celtics a couple of years ago beat the Brooklyn Nets in the first round, and, and Tatum kind of had KD's mm-hmm. number. But KD came back this season with a vengeance. He, he, you know. If the Suns were doing a little better in the standings, I think he'd be a little higher in the the MVP race as well. So I mean, just just these two stars in this game alone is is yeah. enough to tune in, man. Agreed. We're always blessed on NBA Christmas, guys. It's. I mean, look at the slate awesome. this year. I know we talk yeah. about how good the slate is every year. I mean, look at the ten teams they put in this year. They know. And what I, they're doing. They know. And what I, they're doing. I keep seeing football, and I love the NFL. By the way, this isn't. I this is never really a competition for me. NBA has my heart, but. People mm-hmm. saying that the f- football is taking over Christmas Day now that that's just not true. I'm gonna be watching these games before I'm tuning into 
tuning into any of the NFL games. I'll no, tell you football, that much. Football's on the small TV if it gets lucky on Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> if it gets lucky. <laughs> if, it's, if it gets lucky. You think, <laughs> you think I'm allowing any, any of my family members to put football on the big screen when I got this slate of NBA games? Stop it. Stop football it. is football is on the TV if I get another additional TV for Christmas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's how I'm playing it in my household. Uh, yeah. Any any final thoughts here on the on the Christmas Day slate, guys? I told I told you, Donny. I, I told you. Well, not Christmas Day slate because you know I'll, I'll have you know what I, I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna say this to the people right now. My win streaks entries will be all five games of the Christmas Day Christmas go. Day slate. I'm gonna say it to the people, and I'm not Let's gonna even go. look at football. I'm not even gonna look at college football, college basketball, man. No, no, these five games you get five picks a day. Those will be my five games. That yeah, is, you that guys is a promise yeah. to the people. Um, good, good call there, Steve. Do you guys have any any NBA picks for? Oh, I got picks. win streaks tonight. I, I already told him about the mask disrespect. Yes, true. Shout out win streaks, by the way. Um, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Mavs home against the Clippers, 58 points. That's that's my official pick here. You think I'm giving the whole card? No, no, no. You're not getting the whole card tonight. You're getting <laughs> you're getting you're getting Mavs 58. 58 points against the Clippers. I do I don't want to say this. The other the only other NBA game I have right now, Donnie, locked in. I got the Kings. I got the Kings. Oh on the on the sleepy back to back. Back to back after an overtime game, too. Back to back after an overtime. Tatum goes to the locker room at halftime, banged up. Like the Celtics team still a little banged up. Kings coming off a little bit of rest. I don't hate it because yeah, Tatum's but, out, Horford's out, Porzingis is out. It's, yeah. yeah, it's tough. Like, and I'm not. I will I'm not, not do it. I'm not going to attack you. It. You know I'm Stevie Boston. You know I'm Stevie Boston. <laughs> yes. I won't attack you. I, I just sometimes you got to go brain over heart. So Sacramento Kings close to almost a 50-50 at 40 points. There, I'll take it. Usually, I'm always only on the you know plus 50 plus point teams. I'll take the 40 points there with the Kings. I like it. What do you got, Micah? I'm going. With my hometown Chicago Bulls, sixty-three points to beat the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. I love it's it. It's a pretty ticket. It. It's a pretty okay. ticket here okay. in the United Center with LeBron coming through. But when the Bulls have, that's the one thing about the Bulls. If they have a big game where they they like like say a Lakers are coming into town or a Celtics or anybody else, everybody like wants to count out this Bulls team all year. And I've been the first one to do it. I was trying to get them to blow it up all summer long, and they <laughs> haven't done it yet. But that atmosphere in United Center is almost unmatched. To, yeah. or it's, it's up there in the top five of atmosphere. And so when it's a big game like tonight, like I said, pretty ticket. I think on our game time app, it is $160, the cheapest ticket to get in the door for Lakers yeah. Bowls tonight. But that's before Christmas, too. JBC is in and, shambles. Right? <laughs> and legit. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be a great atmosphere in that arena tonight. And I think the Bulls get it done late. I think that they I think they take it home. And what should be a it'll be a fun game uh, at the United Center, but yeah, sixty three points. Okay, I could see it. And like we said earlier about the Lakers, they've kind of been coasted into this Christmas Day game. So a sleepy Chicago night, Wednesday night. See you later. That's All my right, pick. What you got? I got the got? Miami Heat without Jimmy Butler over the Orlando Magic, chasing what? the points here on the win streak like out. I kind of like it. Yeah, I uh, I saw the graphic for the starting five and just got got jazzed up. 
and it's what 60 68 points right yeah. you get for the heat that's a big one that's a big boy right there i like it donnie i like about it. to have a hell of a night on the win streak staff that's how i'm feeling uh i was uh i think we're i think we're in a good spot here i think we're I think we're getting the value here i think we're we're giving the people people what they need for this win streak steve won't give everything Steve's only giving you a little bit. Oh, only, but only a little taste. Just only a taste. taste. But we're giving you what you need. You got well, the Mavericks, I, the Heat, and the Bulls. That could get you like over 150 points tonight. That's a good. If I give them everything, Jake, I'm just giving them like a, a losing NHL and college basketball pick. I can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't be doing that. That's what comes with the territory. That's what the, that's what you sign up for. You don't get the good without the bad. That's that's life. <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw the first week we did it. I lost like my first four NBA because I kept trying to pick underdogs, and I I won five straight hockey plays. I was like, oh, I'm doing the wrong I'm doing the wrong show. Apparently, <laughs> that's amazing. I would say I'm I'm intrigued by the Detroit Red Wings 61 win streaks points at Winnipeg tonight. Winnipeg's a wagon, but Detroit's been playing great. So he's just trying to give out my entire my entire. <laughs> I like <laughs> the get it, look at this guy, Patty Kane. Gonna get maybe a couple points tonight. You never know. Never know. Hey, you guys, you guys could strategize with us. All you gotta do is download the Win Streaks app. It's easy. It's free. Cash prizes every week. There's no reason not to, guys. Um, and a really complex code to use. H yeah. H H. Yeah, don't forget to use our code HHH. Be on the lookout. We just gave out a game time gift card today. We'll be giving out another game time gift card soon with our presenting sponsor, Win Streaks. Uh, happy to be doing business with Win Streaks. Happy to be playing on the Win Streaks app. And you guys, you guys should do it too. It's simple. It's fun. You're watching the games already, like I said. So thank you again to everyone who tuned in. Thank you to Win Streaks. Hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and enjoys that Christmas Day slate for Steve, for Jake, for myself. Later, guys.